Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. Thank you for joining us. This is a very special episode of Rooster Radio, as it is our season two finale. But more importantly, this show features the exceptional artist, Zach Evington. Zach is multi-talented and has a solo music project called Any Arden. We also have a few acoustic performances by Zach that will feature in the episode. But first, let's hear his song, Walking Lie, right now. My mouth, toes in the ocean. Where I toss my phone, ah, because me. I guess I still need that scarf bag. I guess I'll postpone to another day. But I still want this too I still want this too I still want this too Be the end of my life And I still want this too I still want this too I still want this too Be the end of my I don't want to do 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 I don't want
Man, that transported me into a into a cinema of like my own life. Ladies and gentlemen, an applause for this very talented man. We're talking to Zach Evington of Any Orden. And um, I was just going to say, <laughs> thanks, because I was just going to say, what a bummer of a start of the song. <laughs> I was going to say, we could just end the show right there. Like, that song was enough said. Man, it really, it really was. Like, you sure know how to write music. Thanks. I mean, I, I know how to write sad, I guess. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's done so well, though. Like, like I said, man, I mean that that sounds like something that can be in a in a cinema piece, you know. I feel like that song right there is is should be in a movie trailer. Honestly, it should be in a movie like an indie movie trailer for some really awesome stuff going on and it just captivates you and you're like, "Man, I got to go see that movie." I think you write cinematic. I don't think you I don't think you write sad. I think you write cinematic. I can appreciate that. I actually got into music by way of uh of uh, movie scores i there wasn't a lot of music growing up in my family but i got into film and i transitioned that way so very cool very cool and it shows it shows through a lot with the with the music so i'm, I'm glad that that was a a, re- a relative bounce off yeah. right there yeah. <laughs> um so well sp- speak on that a little bit um wh- what kind of movies kind of got drew you into songwriting and and making these uh, honestly these musical scores i wouldn't even call that just a song i would call that a fucking score <laughs> well first of all i gotta give props to jason eckard who produced the album he's uh my bass player and longtime friend who's shout out gone on pretty much all my projects um and also um, Austin Glover, who did all the sax parts on that. Um, and you know, he, he basically just did a, a ton of takes of different things that he thought I might like. And then Jason was able to kind of make that cinematic curve happen in the song. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, I don't know, I, in terms of cinematic, uh, start to music, it was really just, 
that there wasn't a lot of, um, I just don't remember a lot of bands, uh, being exposed to a lot of bands for my parents growing up. Like a lot of people were like, people always have stories like Led Zeppelin and you know, yeah. um, there was that from my uncle, but not really in my immediate family. But, uh, for whatever reason, I, uh, grew up wanting to be a filmmaker. I got into filmmaking pretty early and found like, uh, like I think uh, the first one that introduced me to rock music was the Matrix soundtrack. Nice uh, with Deftones and stuff like that. Yeah. On oh, it. Oh yeah. Um, that's kind <laughs> of speaking Michael's language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like Deftones, Tool were big ones for me. Uh, well, you said that you were mainly inspired by cinema with with your with I guess your writing, right? And, uh, t- and- yeah, types of movies and stuff. I guess. Um, Again, I like the sad stuff, but I, I like stuff that's a little trippy, too. So Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, Jim Carrey. Yeah, that's one of my favorite films. Uh, Vanilla Sky, even though that's pretty controversial. A lot of people don't like Tom Cruise, but I thought he was pretty good in that. Uh, I mean, say what you want about Tom Cruise, but he can act. The, that, <laughs> that dude can act. Yeah. Um, I like uh, sappy, sad movies with the tinge of sci-fi or horror. A lot of times, I'm a big horror nerd. Actually, um, I don't know if that comes through in in any stuff so much, but uh, but I appreciate that you can pick up the uh, storytelling aspect, the cinematic aspect, because I also oh, yeah. write uh, novels. Um, so so you're writing all the time, pretty much. I mean, more than writing music, I write uh, stories. So yeah. Yeah, and it, and it well, your songs are stories. Exactly, most, most of your songs are stories. Yeah, is is at least that's what I pick up. And I actually wanted to ask you about this in particular. You know, there's only so much personal experience we can have in life. Are most of your stories pulling from personal experience, or are you just telling stories? So, um, yes, personal experience. Uh, I think that this album uh, that's the focus of tonight. It, I love you despite the warning signs is uh, unabashedly a breakup album. Um, but obviously there's always embellishments or, or things that are told in a narrative way that might not be the exact order of event, you know, like that right. sort of thing. But in terms of what I've written in the past, a lot more esoteric cryptic lyrics that are, you know, about a million things. And, uh, you know, you, we were talking before this, like you listened to some early Marvel stuff that was really trippy and, uh, weird and lyrically and musically. And, uh, I think I used to hide behind that more. And then, uh, any Arden was kind of a vehicle to just like, here's, here's the full emotion. Yeah. (laughs) You're answering all my questions. Like it's going to be a really (laughs) short interview. (laughs) I mean, I I can expand upon any of it, but well, I uh, love you. Despite the warning signs is the album that that song was called walking light, by the way. Okay. I was going (laughs) to ask you, please name drop the song. Yeah, Walking light. And, and I love you. Despite the warning signs is it's an incredible album, Zach. I, I, my hat's off to you. It really is incredible. And, you know, if I had the ability to write the way you write, my late 20s would have been so much easier <laughs> because it's it seems like you know, upon listening to that album, you get to run this gambit of emotions that you do experience through a serious breakup. And I just wanted to ask, do you still talk to her? <laughs> yeah, actually. Not like... You're still friends? Uh, not like regularly, but it's, it's a... I, I actually... That was something that I... 
made sure because I, I don't like being exploitative in music at all. Um, you know, people close to me know who it's about, but it's not about that. It's about the universal experience of a breakup and the universal experience of going through a really low point. After the show, Zach was generous enough to stick around and play a few songs for us. We recorded them and we're going to drop a few into the episode. This song that you're about to hear is called Warning Signs. of my bed You took a picture and said I never knew love until we had met Why'd you rush into this Why'd you mention marriage if you weren't ready yet Love bomb at my gate, Trojan horse that you made. I ran out of red flags to raise. Son of Ben Lay back, it won't hurt, just rest your head. It'll help you sleep, but I'd kick and I'd scream. Thought I was a brat, but it's not what it seemed You and I were the same victim in our name But victims take two sides Thought that we could relate, help to heal, not escape But you chose to run and hide Bombing other lives No one sees the warning signs Paid all the fines 
I love you despite all the warning signs I love you despite all the warning signs I love you despite all the warning signs Now after writing the album did you were you was the album a way to move on like did you move on Yeah I think so I think uh I mean I've always seen music as therapy um and I think um, I I kind of have this thing in my head going back and forth to where I thought for a long time by doing this, you're just opening a wound. And then the other side of it is like, no, this is healing. And, and eventually I settled on the fact that the way out is through in any kind That's of That's exactly situation. what I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, I don't mean to make it more dramatic than it is. Everybody goes through a breakup. It's not a that big of a thing but it's just uh i just wanted to make an album that was 100 percent honest of what i was going through at that time and think that oh somebody might relate to that it's it i i do think it's relative and i think it's directly relative to have you ever heard of a little artist uh his name is bonavere justin Justin bonavere is great um yeah that's you know for emma forever ago was was kind of like this album man right so the whole breakup album and I'm not comparing like apples to oranges or anything or saying anything like that. I'm just saying that like that album really spoke to me, and so did this one. I mean, you you do it just as just as well as Justin Vernon did. Um, oh gosh, uh, thanks. Yeah, man, absolutely. Because yeah. the the lyrical deepness of it. I mean, you really feel the emotion while listening. Yeah, and, and I was even going to say like, you know, you're fortunate in that you have a talent and an ability to to do this, like. One of the things that an album like this does for people like me who don't have that creative outlet or don't have the talent to, to have a creative outlet is it, you know, music like this helps heal people. You know, it helps you heal. Like you said, you got to go through to get out. And there are people like myself and millions of others that music like this gets them through those types of tough times. Exactly. So that's what if, I was saying. If no one's ever said this to you yet, thank you for writing that album. Yeah. Because it is a, an absolute masterpiece, and it, and it's and I'm telling you, if you, if you're listening and and you're in a similar situation, this is the kind of thing that helps you heal. Exactly. It's like a warm hug and a warm cookie and a band aid. <laughs> like it's, that, it's that really means a lot. And I mean, I. Uh, like I said, I, I struggled with it and I, there was a period of time you could ask Jason who, Jason Eckerd, uh, my longtime friend and collaborator who produced the album. He's the only reason the album's out, honestly, because I wrote the songs to get through it. Um, but I also, like I said, I didn't want to exploit people's involved and I just felt like it was just my way of getting through, but also like, he just kept saying, no, they're good songs. Like, you need to put them out there. And so he got me to do it. Um, and it's good to hear people can get something out of it. Because now, for me, it's like I'm so far past that that it's just uh, it is a theater of the mind for me. When I get back into those emotions and play the songs, it's not uh, it's, it's not, not as painful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can go back there without staying there. So that's it, awesome. Well, it is. And we we kind of have the origin now of the uh, I guess the uh the creative idea for the album and what it's all about. 
but when did when did uh any arden start um so any arden i think the first album i put out was 2013 yeah okay um that was Michael yeah, knows. you guys. You guys know. Uh, <laughs> well, for our listeners, um, we're huge fans. <laughs> um, 2013. That one. I'm trying to remember uh, the order of events. I think yeah. That it was, was called "Take Apart the Angels, Pick Apart the Night." Yeah, and there's a theme here. I like long, long titles for the Any Arden albums. Uh, you and Rob Zombie. <laughs> That's an interesting comparison. I, I like it. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so that came after one of uh, my rock band's albums, and I just kind of wanted to do a solo thing. Uh, my drummer, Gavin Glover, and Marvel knew, knew a guy that could record me, and so I did some of it with him, some of it by myself, and it was just... just for the heck of it kind of a deal. So those probably aren't as sad, but maybe a little sad. And then well, it's still storytelling. Yeah. From, yeah. From what I listen to. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah. And so that was just, I, I think I did a couple shows around its release, but nothing too crazy. It was usually like if someone asked me to fill in and the band couldn't do it, then I would do an any show. Um, now why did you, Decide to call your solo project any Arden rather than you know just Zach Evington or the Zach Project. Yeah, yeah I debated. <laughs> Zach Attack. Oh God! Oh no! I I don't I think my name as a solo artist has too many syllables. That's really it. Um, I think if you think about most solo artists, there's probably exceptions, but most solo artists that are successful um, that you remember their name, it's like da 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 da, like so, Bonavir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I wanted something that did that, but also there's like a whole connection to that name. Um, any is short for Enoch, and um, there's Enoch's a reference to the Bible. Uh, Enoch is uh, God took him uh, without him dying into heaven. Um, but um, I'm not religious, but this is kind of. It's well, a story. That's a whole, that, that's a whole other bag of worms if you want to yeah, talk about like Enoch. I, I, and I'm not going to necessarily get yeah. into all that, but I just wanted to say that's where that comes from. But also Enoch Arden is a poem um, from Tennyson that is a retelling of the Odyssey. Um, and Enoch, Odyssey. Enoch Arden goes off, leaves his wife just like uh, in the Odyssey. Oedipus. Uh, yeah, right. and, he, and he comes back, but instead of his wife just happily waiting on him, happy ending. She's already remarried because he thinks he's dead. Oh, and, uh, and she, um, he never reveals himself that he's alive. He, he finds out this is the case and just, uh, goes away and pretends like he was dead the whole time. Man. <laughs> he really he, are into he, the sad shit, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, if I'm going to do a sad project, then I'm going to name it after a sad story. So that's, he Tupac us. <laughs> we all thought he was dead. He's really alive. He's making albums every year. <laughs> and it also, the name is a, a main character in my first novel, too, who's a, a character who um, erases himself from existence. And so that's kind of the reference. I got to read that novel. I was going to say, how do we get our hands on that novel? I yeah. can send it to you. I've got one for the Death King, which is Marvel's last one. And, and I've also got that, which is earlier Marvel. But Wait. You have novels for your different bands? Yeah, uh, yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody that I know that's a music artist has done that or does that. And so big props to you for that because that's like super creative. That is so creative. I mean, you, you've got like music movies like uh, the movie Heavy Metal back in the 80s right. or like trippy animation <laughs> and stuff. Uh, but never novels, or maybe I'm just stupid and I don't know about musical novels. But. I mean, uh, novels not as much, but comics are a big thing. Uh, I, I I know like Coheed and Cambria is famous for having a novel that goes with all their albums. Um, but uh, these, I guess, theirs are like sci-fi, crazy, you know, epic. and Epic stories. Uh, yeah. Mine aren't so much that. They're weird and they're sci-fi and horror, but they're kind of tinged in reality. It's like, um, this could really happen. Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> some, yeah. Some of it. Um, this could maybe happen. But, uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I think in stories. So, like, even if a song is also about my real life situation, it, it fits into a narrative piece in a novel as well. So That is interesting. So I imagine that, like, when you hear music in general that's not yours, I imagine that you listen to it and you think about the story with the music. Like, I think that's how, am I right? Yeah, I mean, everything's visual for me. So, I mean, again, coming back to the, the cinematic background, like, everything is a visual. I try to, with my songs, paint, uh, like you said, tell a story, paint a picture. And, like, um, I always tell people that instead of saying how I feel, I show it with, like, a situation in a in a song um but yeah like anytime i'm listening to something else i place it in either the place that i first heard it or just the place it makes me think of and it's all about location in my mind i think there's there's albums i'll listen to just because it it sounds like charleston or it sounds like you know Whatever, where I want to go. I totally get that. I get that. Yeah, I, I do go, that. When I go on vacation, I'm I'm like a playlist guy. When it, like, oh yeah, yeah. If I go to the beach, I'm listening to beach slightly, music. Yeah, I'm listening to slightly stupid. I'm listening to Sublime. I'm listening right. to Three Eleven. You know, <laughs> like when you know when I go to the mountains, I'm going for that. You know, Southern rock country kind of feel when I'm out. Like I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, location does yeah have an effect on on what you want to hear. Yeah, and that's I love albums for that reason too because it's a it's a journey through that one feeling you know that one uh area um yeah that's really all i gotta say about that yeah yeah, (laughs) that's all i got to say about that (laughs) yeah so take apart the angels pick apart the night was your first album back in 2013 and there's a particular song on that album called latex that has that really stood out to me and I wanted to ask you about that song because, you know, I don't know, I'm assuming you're comfortable talking about any of this stuff. Is that uh, autobiographical or was that a made-up story? Um, well, it's the first couple verses is is telling a story of other people and then the second is a caricature of me. So it's not really, I wouldn't call it autobiographical but it's supposed to be relatable, I guess. Okay. It's supposed to be funny. I don't know if it comes off that way. But. Well, it comes off. Uh, well, honestly, it didn't come off that funny to me. It came <laughs> all. It came off to me like you know there was like these undertones of unwanted, like feeling unwanted by your parents. Oh, interesting. That's 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 kind that's... of what I was catching <laughs> off of it. That's why I want to ask the um, question. I mean, it could be in there, but uh, I, I'll. Yeah, it wasn't conscious, um, but I, I hesitate to go into super detail of songs just because I want people 
to keep their own absolutely interpretation. Thing. I, I totally get that. Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, the, the, since I've already said it, uh, like that song is meant to be a little funny. Um, and now that you say that though, like I can see how you can interpret that first verse that way. And that's exactly why you don't tell people exactly what you were yeah. thinking. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it, it's cool. It's cool that you got that from it. I mean, it, it's sometimes songs are just like channeled through and you don't even know what they mean. So there are a couple lines in there that it's just, I don't know, <laughs> like, but, uh, yeah, there's reference to people's names, but those are all made up names. Right. Um, as, as someone who hasn't heard the song latex, when you said latex, I instantly thought rubbers. And I think that's just because I'm amateur, but I mean, well, that's, that's, that's the precisely. Yeah. The oh. Yeah. oh, all right. <laughs> Very cool. Ribbed for her pleasure. Eww. This episode was brought to you by Trojan. Trojan, that's right. Or Duramax or whatever. Duralass. Cheap ass. <laughs> Get it from the gas station. Okay, we're going off the rails. We are. We're, I'm sorry. It's, it's all good. It's my fault. Um, I noticed, Zach, that you, you brought a guitar today. Upon request, yes. <laughs> all right, let me. All right, all right. But don't. Okay, again, just like in the last episode, I'm going to talk about how big of an asshole I am. All right, so I heard about Zach from my sister in law. You know, Allison Weber. Oh, yeah. I know and, Allison. Uh, she's really good friends with Amber, who sings on I Love You Despite the Warning Signs. And she told me about you guys and that you guys were playing, and that's how we met at Freeman's. At Freeman's, you, yeah. You're doing it at Freeman's. And, um, I was moved. I was absolutely moved by your performance tonight. I mean, I think you broke, you were one of the guys broke a string during the set and, and you did the exact right thing. You kept playing through it. That, that was, you know, <laughs> that, that got me. Cause yeah, I, I see a lot of times a, a guy will break a string and he'll stop. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, just keep playing. Nah, well, half the time I don't even realize I've done it cause I'm so in the moment, but yeah, like yeah. I think I do remember cause it so rarely happens. I remember that happening. So, uh, so I saw your set, and, and you know, and I, and of course, you know, me, my big dumb ass walks up to you after the set, oh, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, my name's Michael, I've been doing, 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 doing rooster, blah, blah blah. But I was, I was very moved by by the performance, and I could tell that night that this was like a very emotional, you know, album you were doing, and all I could think about was like, I've got to get this guy on the show, I've got to get to know this guy. Did and you have the podcast at that time? We, we, it was in the. We were, we were planning okay. for the podcast, and uh, I knew right then and there I wanted to have some sort of relationship with you. Um, I saw you guys play, and you know, I, I just I wanted to know more about about your music and about you know your story. And so when I asked you to come onto the podcast, I did ask you to bring your guitar because the songs are too good, and I feel like you know if we can just get a few more people seeing and hearing your music, it'll be good for you. You know, like I, I, I did ask you to bring a guitar. I did ask you to come play a couple of songs. No, I didn't mean to call you out on it. It's just yeah. funny. Uh, well, no, it's okay. I, I don't I mind because, you know, people are starting to learn that, that when I, when I see something that I like, when I see someone that I think is super talented, I'm their biggest cheerleader. You know the new creatures can attest to that. Uh, <laughs> Rocking the shirt shout out, here. Yeah. yeah, shout out. And, and so, and so, Zach, you know, you know, I'm very appreciative that you've come on the show, and and also that you did bring your guitar that you could play a couple of songs. So, can sure, you talk about, um, you know, 
is there a song you'd like to play or do you want to request? Do you want to dedicate one? Um hmm. to Michael. Well, latex. <laughs> latex. Yeah. 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 We're I went, definitely playing that one. He's like, I wish his parents um, didn't have me. I got self-deprecation jokes for days. Gosh. Uh, that one, I don't know. We'll, we'll just kind of play it by ear, but I can play. I can try to play anything off the new album, and uh, the older one might be a little harder, but I did make sure I remembered latex. So. Very cool. <laughs> Seeker wishes for basements Fire off the teenage resentment Parents paying high dollar for true existence Never mattered to them They never wanted kids Tom's allergic to latex Patty stopped ovulating at breakfast Florence inherited a genetic disease. Baker promised to accept her pleas. They all just wanted a dream. But they were promised a future and not a dream. up these stories cause my life has run out of things things to carry to parties or things to lead to other things never mattered to me I never wanted kids I just stick to my latex and stick to my sorry breakup routine I think I inherited a genetic disease Promised my lovers that I was clean They all just wanted a dream But they were promised a future And not a dream They all just wanted a dream But they were promised a future and not a dream I just wanted a dream but I was promised a future and not a dream not just wanted a dream but I was promised a future and not a Well, before before we wrap things up, I, I do want to give you the opportunity to tell our audience, you know, where to find any art if you want to talk. I mean, we didn't even talk about Maraville. Yeah, I mean, we can get to that another time. Basically, I have a, a rock uh, band that hasn't been as active lately, and that's why any Arden's taken over. Um, but uh, but we will come back. So by that point, we'll I'll come back on. Yeah, but. we'll we'll do an entire episode. 
So, you know, the the album is called I Love You Despite the Warning Signs, which, by the way, is a great title for an album. I mean... It is. You know, it's, it's such an obvious title for an album. It's amazing it was available. I know. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Well, actually, kind of wasn't in retrospect. Um, I, I didn't see it at the time when I looked, but uh, no one had made an album, but it was a thing on reddit with like a it was just like a poster that someone had made with a bird on it that said that and i was like well shit i guess somebody <laughs> thought of it before me but yeah so uh, you know one of the things that that you know any Arden and moraville you have this run, running theme of art with your with your album covers and stuff and i love you despite the warning signs has a really really cool you know, art cover to it. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about that and, and give a shout out to the artist that, that designed that. Yeah. So, um, the cover is, uh, well, it's by Jennifer Hart. She's, uh, uh, my close cousin and she, um, has a design company called, uh, Heartworks Design in case anyone's interested in reaching out. She also did all the Maraville stuff. Um, H A R T Heartworks. Um, and the cover, I everything that we've collaborated on, I've just given her an, a rough idea of what I was looking for. She did our stickers as well. Um, sometimes I I do a sketch, but I'm not I'm not good at that. So I did do a you sketch mean for this one. There's something that you're not good at when it comes to art. Jeez. I drew a sketch of what I wanted. Basically, the the album starts with uh, "House of Annabelle Lee," which is a song about. Uh, uh, an anniversary in Charleston. And so I felt it's kind of funny that I mentioned Charleston earlier because I, I feel like there are two locations in this album and it's my time living in Wilmington and my time, uh, on that one night in, in Charleston, one day in Charleston. And so I wanted her to, uh, draw Charleston, but, uh, completely underwater, uh, like the streets, the cobblestone streets of Charleston. Um, and just kind of with two a couple walking on the top because it's the idea that's like impending breakup everything's just drowning in this moment kind of you know a very whimsical way of depicting that and i think she did an amazing job so fantastic job yeah, yeah shout out big to shout Jennifer out to Hart. mrs hart yeah, yeah. Drove you to Charleston with your manic eyes And you laughed about what you did wrong I laughed along with you in disbelief Always too mad so I save it for song Once there I took you to dinner We pretend we're together and order skillet and mac and cheese You make eyes at the waiter to drive home with nothing You say it all means nothing to me Took the elevator to meet our tour guide down in the square We awaited the others and flirted with strangers And wondered what brought them all there 
showed us the ghost in the churches, the courthouse, the whorehouse, your favorite was Fulton Stream. And me the hopeless romantic, my mind held at ransom by the house of Annabelle Yeah, we stopped at that mansion, sweating on cobblestone, and looked at each other knowingly. As he passed round those pictures of Poe and his lovers, all legends and lies and disease. a bit better sleep calling I became your legs bid farewell to our tour guide one more tired couple to enjoy that borrowed bed well falsely I figured we'd get back together once our ducks were more firmly in a row but your head on my shoulder was a wave goodbye after all we're in the city of ghosts Drunk and you're mad at me and that man and the whole fucking world. Just remember I loved you and remember you can be loved. When you lie to the next boy or girl. La 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 Uh, and where can our listeners find more any Arden music? Because my God, they gotta find this music and just listen to all of it. It's, it's all on Bandcamp, anyarden.bandcamp.com. Um, make make sure you purchase, folks. Yeah, we we intentionally didn't do uh, Spotify because it's kind of trash in terms of payment and uh, and it's just yeah, you just throw money at it for very few listens on there and it's just as easy nowadays to download the Bandcamp app and, yeah um and if you're really into it, you can buy it it's, yeah we've we're big proponents of Bandcamp on the show um we uh, mentioned it, it several times yeah we've mentioned it a bunch of times and even in bands that aren't on it we always suggest that they get on there because that's where we're the rooster is buying all of the local music on Bandcamp that we can exactly um to support the local artists and they and, make vinyls they they have a vinyl pressing service. Yeah, I heard about that. That's yeah. crazy. And and the artists get to keep more of their money than anywhere else. So, exactly. So you know, go to Bandcamp, check out any art on Bandcamp. And uh, Zach, I cannot thank you enough for this. I am yeah. so thrilled that you came in today. Me too. 
Thanks so much, guys. This is, uh, I'm embarrassed, but uh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no need to be, man. Don't You don't have to be humble, man. You're a talented individual. And to be perfectly honest, there's, you should be famous. Um, I, did, I did have one more question I want to ask. Yeah. The despair in your voice when you sing. Is it intentional? Oh, gosh. What, what do you mean by despair? <laughs> I mean, probably, but it's also years of not knowing how to sing built in there too so you think there's a little bit of uh um uh, what's the right word self-esteem confidence kind of thing in there um, yeah probably i mean uh so like one of my biggest uh influences probably is uh connor obers which i don't know if either of you are familiar with uh I do not know uh, that name. him or his uh band bright eyes but uh it's worth a look if you like what I do, I mean, I pretty much learned everything I did on this album uh, from him. So, And he has like a kind of quote-unquote tortured voice that a lot of people don't like because it's a little over the top for some people. But I think it has a lot of emotion behind it. And well, so, yours, is, yours is a little more subtle. Yeah. But it, it does come through, but it's perfect for the type of music you're writing. Like, like, and for the whole con- concept album mode surrounding, you know, the, the breakup, you know, it's all, it, it just, I, it works. You're absolutely <laughs> yeah. right. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't mean to fanboy, but, but I'm, I'm very impressed with your work. No, it and, means a lot. And, and, and I, and I, I, you know, I really hope that everyone listening goes and buys your music because you certainly deserve it. I can't wait to get you on stage. I agree. Thanks, man. I'm I'm happy to do it. I'm excited about the rooster. So, awesome. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, this has been yet another episode of Rooster Radio. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. We, we, we buried the lead. Cody's back. <laughs> Cody's been gone for a few weeks. That's right. And uh, <laughs> that's right. I've been doing uh, some community theater, getting ready for the production of One That Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, it's the first two weekends in June. Uh, at the Little Theater of Gastonia. Little Theater of Gastonia, put on by Foothills Players Productions. The director is uh, Rob Robert Owens, wonderful director. Um, if you're into theater and visuals, as it sounds like you are, you can get your tickets, Zach and Michael. Michael, you already got yours, Zach. You can get <laughs> yours at uh, cuckoos.eventbrite.com. A little plug for me there. Cool. Um, I'm glad you're back, brother, because I am. I, I feel like I'm not doing this show justice without him here. So. Dude, you know, we're a team. We're like Tenacious D. There's just not <laughs> not one without the other, man. But, uh, but yeah, that's why my hiatus has been here. But it's all in the name of uh, local arts and and you know local awesomeness and that's awesome and you're a local awesome artist so it all it all works <laughs> awesome is the key word of the day that's right this this episode is brought to you by awesome so now let's listen to some fucking awesome music by zach let's get into it right here on rooster radio stick around myself to have bad dreams by listening to ghost stories I'll believe in anything as long as you tell me you're still in love with me my idol is lost and is broken as me 
I know that is why I don't kiss his feet Show me where things used to be and we'll solve the mystery of where Dakota sleeps The denser part The witches' dreams They freak you out But they comfort me Here you're more lost and broken than me I know that is why you hate when I cling is greener to me I can't see forest for trees but where the hell does Dakota Song. And I don't know 